0: Welcome to Raising Black Boys. I am your host, Thermone Duckworth, and I am very excited about this topic, um, the current state of black boys, and we're talking about black boys here in America, and uh, July 2020, it's a very tumultuous time and in the world, really, Um, but I think that it's important to have a conversation that is targeted specifically at black boys, Um, In their current state, as well as the challenges uh, that they face so that we can be as as parents, as educators, as leaders, influencers, so that we can be uh, equipped to help them succeed, to place them on a proper path, uh, to empower them with life skills, with lessons so that they are able to make decisions as well as react in an appropriate way. Uh, so that they continue to move forward, so that progress is not delayed. So I want to start off with just an introduction to the topic, the state of black boys. Provide my position and where I believe uh, that that current state is, and then it's going to kick right into an interview. Um, and today I have uh, Miss Ashley and Miss Shauna. They are uh, two wonderful black women. Who have a lot to say so much value um, in our conversation and in in our interview so I'm gonna give a a very brief overview here and then kick it right into the interview so the current state of black boys I believe that currently it is a it is we're in a very bad position Um, I believe that young black boys are faced with challenges that they are not well equipped to to handle um, right now. And you can see it in the evidence. You can see it uh, in the statistics and in the, in the data. So I, I believe that currently um, it's a it's a very bad place when you're looking at um, uh, education. And I'm not going to get in too much into this um, with this introduction, because we, we discussed a lot of this in the interview. But when you look at education, um, when you look at, uh, you know, when you look at the news, obviously, uh, what's, what's being talked about right now, you know, with Black Lives Matter, Uh, with um uh, the interactions with uh with uh, state and local police and things it's we're we're in a bad place all right this is this is not a very good time um and the message that is received by black boys and the message that is delivered to black boys um is not one that is good it's either that you are a victim you're a victim of systemic racism oppression you're a victim of uh, of of implicit bias. You're a victim of this or that you are a criminal. Um, and so that those are the two main messages that young black boys are receiving. And we need to change that. Um, so the current state of black boys is not a very good one. Um, but I do believe that it is going to be moving in a very positive direction very quickly. I think that we have reached a tipping point and that things are going to um, begin to reflect the 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 kings that they are. It's going to begin to reflect the uh, the potential that that young black boys have, and not just the potential, but the action and steps that that they are ready to take, as long as there's direction and guidance for them. So we're going to talk about that. Um, in this interview. I'm really excited about it. Thank you for tuning in and looking forward to um, hearing your feedback, looking forward to having this discussion, creating this community in this round table uh, with different perspectives. With that said, the state of Black boys, I want to provide a bit of an an overview in the beginning and place my positions out there uh, so that way we can discuss them. But without further ado, if I could please pass the microphone to Miss Ashley Ann, allow her to introduce herself and talk about some of the things that she's going to be bringing to the table.
1: Okay, so my name is Ashley. I am, I don't know, I'm the mother of a Black boy nowadays. I just had a baby in March. I am originally mm-hmm. from Maryland, but I've moved to the Durham-Raleigh area uh, for college, and I just never left. I am married to a black boy, so I also care about his state.
0: He's a man.
1: Uh, sure. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I'm married to one. I have black nephews, um, black cousins, black fathers. So, you know, it's really important to me, the state of the world, and how they are viewed and treated and Um, the quality of life that they have. Um, I teach black boys because I'm a teacher, a local teacher for public school system here in the area. I teach at a high school. So I really see black boys, you know, coming up and going out into the world and sometimes how they are and are not prepared for that. So um, I think that's where most of my opinions and things are going to come from, from seeing a wide variety of black boys um, pretty much teaching them in school. So that's where my thoughts
0: are going to probably come from. Awesome. And uh, with me is also Shauna Guyton. And I'm not going to even try to get into all of her accolades. I like her to do that.
2: (laughs) No worries. I'll be brief. (laughs) So good afternoon. Thanks, TR, for having us here. Um, My name is Shauna Guyton. Um, I am an attorney here in Raleigh, North Carolina, Uh, much like Ashley, have been here since I've gone to school, Um, went to North Carolina State University, uh, graduated from North Carolina Central University School of Law and have been a member of the North Carolina, uh, North Carolina State Bar since 2014. Um, I am unmarried, no children, so I guess my perspective is a little bit different. Um, but when Ashley was speaking, I thought, you know, what can I bring to this conversation? Um, I serve black men and black boys. And I think that um, a lot of what I do, so cr- um, primarily criminal defense, immigration, family law, um, I do a lot of de- uh, defense work when it comes to uh, criminal activity, um, individuals are trying to fight for their rights, to, um, to have their custodial rights to their kids. Um, I grew up around Black men, I have Black cousins, um, hope to have Black children one day, so I'm really looking forward to this conversation um, and adding where I, and how I can.
0: Awesome. So um, appreciate both of you being here. And and again, a a big uh, part of this podcast is sharing perspectives because we're all going to come at this from different angles. Um, and some we will agree on, some we will disagree on, and some uh, I'm hopeful and confident that we will share views that are different and allow us and put us in a place of growth where we might change or expand our own perspectives. So um, if, I could please, if I could just kind of take a moment or two and lay out the gr- groundwork and place, um, uh, uh, place kind of some parameters on where I think uh, the state of black boys falls today. Um, but before I do that, I will say this. I'm a father of three beautiful black boys, so <laughs> you got that. Um, and yes, absolutely. This conversation is so important to me. Uh, my children are one and a half, uh, seven, and 12. So it's really kind of this this, this nice spectrum, um, one that is going into teenage years, one is at the adolescent age, obviously, and then one is... Um, uh, trying to enter the terrible twos, but uh, there's a vaccine for that and we, we like to utilize it. So, um, so you know, this, this conversation will be extremely dynamic for me um, because I have those different stages. But um, uh, uh, my personal position where I believe the state of black boys is today. Um, this is we're, we're July 2020. Um, I think the state of black boys is actually one of, of, of high value. Uh, that's what I believe. I think that uh, black boys are on a trajectory of doing great. Um, and I believe that they are in a position that they are going to be able to do things. My sons are going to be able to do things that I didn't think were even possible. Uh, and we have achieved uh, in, in obviously in, in um, President Obama, the highest position in the land. Um, and held a position for eight years, the most powerful man in the world, arguably. But beyond that political um, uh, ascendance, which is huge, I don't want to minimize that, I believe that there will be things in society that they will be able to do that I'm like, How? wow, that's really cool. Same thing for my father. There are things that I'm able to do that my father was not able to do. I believe that they're on the same trajectory. Um, um, I want to focus. I think that there are a lot of different things that you can talk about when you talk about when you think about the state of black boys. Um, And I'll rattle off a couple of things. When you think about education, you think about economic opportunity, political power, um, growth as far as them as a person, um, lifestyle, culture, um, dangers or threats. You know, those are out there. Uh, Systemic oppression, racism. Those things are are obviously um, real. But I'm going to really kind of center and focus on a few things, and that is on education, political power, and culture. And I'll be brief and then really just try to engage, with the, engage in, in conversation here. So in as far as um, education is concerned, um, the state of black boys on that is not good. It, it, is, it, is, it, is, not a, it is not a good thing. Um, when you look at the data, uh, boys overall, are not doing well in school. Boys overall, across the board, boys are not doing well in comparison to previous, you know, in comparison to previous generations. Um, and as is as as what the what the reality is that we face here in in America, if the society at large is not doing well, then Black people are really not right. doing well. So uh, boys overall are not doing well. In as far as the current state um, on education, um, we're, we're not focusing on school nearly as much as it should be done, as opposed to sports and other things, other activities. Um, and when you look at uh, the value that we place on education with boys, um, it is not, it's not a good position. It's not a good place. Um, I think part of it is that the culture of school needs to, needs to change. Um, and this is this is not a an original idea, but the uh, position of sitting down in a desk and listening to a teacher, even if that teacher is engaging, um, is something that has worked well. And this is not, you know, these, this is not any type of uh, it's not very controversial. This is, you know, research based that that works well for girls does not work as well for boys. You put boys in a position where they're able to get up and be more interactive; they tend to do well and blossom better. Um, uh, girls do better in situations that are very that are more structured, and um, which is why you all live longer. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I think you know the traditional school system, um, as it has been done, is um, is overall um, not. A place where boys are just like, hey, they step in, they step in the classroom, and they're able to just fire off and excel without without a problem. Um, I, so I think that the state of education is is one that is not good overall. Um, but uh, and, I, and I'll talk about what my what my position is as far as where I think it can go um, when I get to kind of the lessons um, of my, uh, what we teach our boys. As far as political power is co- is concerned, uh, I think that the state of black boys is actually is is fair. It's not it's not bad. It's not good. But I think that it's fair. And what I mean by that is that um, there is a lot of there is a lot of capital um, on the black vote. Uh, there's a lot of capital on the black vote. And when you look at the statistics, black women outvote black men. Forgive me, I, I forget the exact number, but it's by a good margin. Mm-hmm. All right. So black women outvote black men. Uh the the reason why I would say that puts black uh black boys, black men in a good position is because that's almost like an untapped market. And if you know anything about business, if you can find an untapped market. There's potential there. (laughs) Once you once you have something that's like, hey, we got that group, they're good. There is a group of people that we don't have and we need to get that group of people. Um, And and, and so you, you have that situation. So I think that it's that there's a there's that state is good. Um, not to mention that you do have more um, black people overall, uh, more women than men. But there are uh, black men that are, that are becoming more involved in politics, that are becoming more involved in local le- elections mm-hmm. um, and becoming more educated on making uh, political decisions. So I think that that's a good that's a good place um, because that, that leads to generations that come after our, the current men and leads to better decisions made by those generations. And as far as culture is concerned, um, this, I think, is probably the number one concern that I have for the state of black boys, um, because I believe that um, that our culture, the culture that we are sharing with black boys is. Uh, and again, I'm speaking in general in uh, in general here, the culture that we share with black boys is not one of progress, but it's one of of um it's not regress but it's 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 stagnant, it's mm-hmm. static it's like hey you are where you are but there's so many systems and things against you it's almost you're almost ice skating uphill there's almost nothing that you can do about it and so that's i think that they receive that message entirely too much and again mm-hmm. i'm speaking in general um i think that they receive that message entirely too much i think that the message can change and i think that it will change um but right now, this currency, like today, what is the message that that black boys are getting as far as culture is concerned? It's not a good one. It's not a good one. So that those those are my positions. And as far as education, not not doing not doing well, um, as far as political power. It's like, OK, that's good. There's, there's some good things going on there. And as far as culture. It's it's static and the the message that message needs to change. Well, Ashley, you started off with the intro, so I'm gonna throw the mic over to Shauna oh, cool. so she can get in <laughs> on with, with her notes.
2: Yeah, so um wow, where do you start, right? Um so I'm not too familiar with education. I, I think once Ashley speaks on it a little bit more, I'll have a lot more to contribute. Um but I definitely wanna harp in on the um the culture, right? So when I think culture there's so much so many things that are encompassed when you say culture you 're talking about media you're talking about music you're talking about um, even what you eat you know everything it's all encompassing right mm-hmm. um, and I, I can agree with that narrative and by saying that you know what do you see on TV? what are you hearing all the time and it's it's a negative portrayal of black men. Um, I was telling Ashley earlier today I was in court, um, and all you saw on this big screen for first appearances were the these young black individuals um brown and black individuals um and I don't know where it comes from or what what that mindset is but it mm-hmm. has to be being taught or learned or mm-hmm. um even i guess what you what would you say if you're putting something on a, a group of people yeah. um ascribed to, you're to these groups of individuals putting a cloak on them right, That's right, right. an assumption yeah, yeah, yeah. and um it's The question is, I guess I wish you'd throw me in the mic and ask me a question. (laughs) I think, you know, the question is, what what do you do about it? Where where does it come from? How do you change that narrative, you know?
1: I think it does come from familial. Like, I'm very big on, like, family pathology. And I really think family pathology plays a lot into it. Um, I think so because... Like it's just generational things that maybe no one has ever taught them Mm. or didn't learn or like say like the state of America right now and like learning how to deal with police officers and things like that. Like no one probably ever taught them the proper way to just do things. And I think when you learn from TV, you learn from media, you learn from what you see on Instagram, it's so easy to end up doing something so very wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a habitual cycle that you end up in. So is that the base, I
2: guess, family?
1: I think that's, I mean, to me, that's the first place where you're supposed to learn everything. Mm-hmm. But you probably, if you don't learn anything there, right, mm-hmm. then you go seeking it from your friends or mm-hmm. from people who also don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, And then I think if we, I think family is a part of the culture, Mm -hmm. obviously. And then you have to think about fatherless homes and who was there helping teach these black boys. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, more power to single moms, but it's very difficult as a woman to teach a man how to be a man. Mm. And I think that also is the root of a lot of problems that we have is that there is no one there to teach that man how to become a man. Mm -hmm. So I think culture-wise, it starts at home. Mm -hmm. And then when the lack is there... But then it's just such a long list of things because then, like, both my parents work all day. I'm at home by myself. I have to help my siblings. It's just like a habitual cycle that you end up in that is not even on purpose because you could come from a two-parent household and still be thrown out to learn on your own because both my parents are working all day they're working 12 hours just to help raise us and then I'm helping raising my siblings but then they go to bed at night like it's just a cycle that never
2: ends yeah so what about this because we said culture are we talking about black culture or are we talking about American culture
1: I think I guess I'm talking about black culture since we're talking about black boys okay.
2: but I guess I wonder what the influence would be for American culture on black boys mm,
0: that's a good point yeah, that's a good yeah. Point. so I think you know I think that's a good point, and I and I appreciate Ashley you making that distinction. That hey, it's difficult, not impossible, because there's some single moms who are beast makers. Oh right? yeah, but but it, but it, but that's reality. Reality is it's difficult. It's difficult for a man on his own to raise a man because at the end of the day, there is there are aspects of of uh, of his growth that you're not going to be able to feel. Right, because so, you're yeah, not so teaching so you're, tenderness. You're exactly. not teaching
1: um. How to those, be compassionate. Like right. you know, not that men can cannot be compassionate, but most of the time those traits are given from a mother. Yeah, like absolutely. teaching how to just empathetic. Like just yeah. all of those things. Like my mom passed away when I was in college and so it was just me and my dad. And he I mean, obviously he's great, but I would call like when I went to school, but like, I didn't get into this graduate program and he'd be like, Well, it's another one you could get over. It? And I'm like, that's such a dad response I'm hey, calling listen, my grandma
0: because I need listen, somebody to tell me baby,
1: it's going to be okay you
0: know Ashley, if you want to know the truth just ask Ashley she's going <laughs> to tell you, you. So,
1: but I think you. I got that from my dad but like, are I you? No. why are you crying though are those tears going to help you
0: why are you crying though what's wrong exact. with you are those tears going to help you are those, <laughs> are those tears going to get you some I gas money okay
1: so I think um, my dad was raised by a single mom but it t- comes a time where you have to make the executive decision like I knew how that made me feel I'm not making my children feel this way so now I'm going to change this like gotcha. I'm going to change it up yeah. and I think um, more often than not we don't really see that maybe yeah. Um. and I think sometimes even in just pop culture it's I don't
0: know it's just not there so I think you know so I, I think you you brought it back to where Shauna was where Shauna was bringing where, was trying to go with it which is, what is the effect of American culture on black boys? So, um, I, don't, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I think that, that that's a good question. What is American culture and then what does that affect? And that's, it's honestly, it's too broad to answer. It really yeah, yeah, is too broad to answer. You could do a whole series of podcasts just on that. But I think I think that simplifying it, and maybe this is oversimplifying it, but simplifying American culture would be an, an emphasis on individualism. Mm -hmm. Um, and emphasis on, um, uh, pick yourself up by your bootstrap, by your own bootstraps. Um, and, and emphasis on, uh, liberty, but not just a matter of liberty as in like, you can't control me, but an emphasis on liberty on, I will question all authority. If you're trying to be authoritative, we're going to have a problem. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I think that if you put that into a blender, right? Um, in fact, a matter of fact, forget the blender. Let's just use that last ingredient um, that a focus on liberty to the extent of if you are trying to be authoritative, I have an issue with you. Right. What does that do on black boys? Well, when somebody wants to come down hard on them, they fight back. Mm-hmm. I.E. police officer says, put your hands behind your back. Why? 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 It's like, dude, just do it. Like just do it. And it's not to say that it saves you. I'm not trying to get all into that. I get yeah. that. Because police officers will put you, say put your hands behind your back, cuff you, and then slam you down. I'm not so right. I'm not so I'm not trying to say that, but I'm just saying the first thing out of a, a, a commonly common today, the first thing out of a black boy's mouth when a person of authority says to them, do something, is why? That's and cool I think
2: Right. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, well, I, I've been pulled, you know, the stretch in Virginia, you know, when you're going down, what is it, 85? Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten pulled multiple times and had to, you know, find my own attorneys. And the first question that I ask, you know, an officer is, why am I being stopped? Yeah. So it's not necessarily the, the, maybe the manner in which authority is being challenged. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. It's the way, yeah, it's, the yeah, way yeah. It's, okay. Okay. it's the way it's done. It's the way it's done. Because yeah. I, I think that there is a, there's a, there's a sense in which it's like, you know, don't don't try to don't try to be an authority over me mm-hmm. now here's okay. see now here's the interesting thing right mm-hmm. you take that same black boy and you put him on a football team and he will worship the ground that that coach walks on
1: exactly true. and they talk to them any kind of way oh, Boom. slap
0: him around
1: you
2: know right but,
1: yeah. exactly. but then that also is an issue with the way they res- they the way people respond police-wise i feel like that's also done in education to a teacher
0: I agree, Uh, and I agree. School,
1: there are some black boys or students that I've had who did not really, and again, it all goes back to home life. He wasn't really feeling me as a teacher, but he was much more respectful and like cared more to me for. Um, the male teacher than he did the female teacher mm. but then when I was taught when me and the other teachers had this discussion I found out that his mom like left him yeah. it, it was just him and his dad his mom is in and out of his life and really around I'm like wow he has a whole negative thought yeah. of women mm. and he tailored more to and the teacher was a white male not even a black male mm. and he just tailored more to the male figure because of that embedded in his mind yeah. So, and then sometimes, a lot of time, coaches are like father figures to a lot of these boys. It's their first and not first, but like somebody who genuinely cares about them. Take them home. Bring some type of structure into their life. like. Or that could be the only place where their dad seems to want to be involved.
0: Yep, that's sure yeah. true.
1: Because yeah. you can't be married in a two parent household and still be like a single mom, low because a dad is not, the only time the dad is interested is when the kid is playing sports. Yep. So it's like literally, to me, everything always goes back to at home. Like, how was this person raised and structured? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Because yeah, I mean my husband told me that his dad told him whenever he got pulled over by the police, do whatever you need to do just so you could come home. Mm. We'll deal with the rest later.
0: Exactly. That's what like, that's come what my home. dad taught me. Just my come. Home. That's what my dad taught me and my And boys. this was
1: obviously before this I mean, of course before, this type yeah. of stuff has been going on forever. Yeah. But this was before the heightened state of yeah. America today. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, Just come home. Yep. You got anything else to say? We'll deal with we can when question it when you get later. Yeah, exactly. Just get yeah. home. Yep. And I feel like that's kind of how I want to teach my son. Just please do whatever you got to do just so I can see your face again. But see, this is the thing, though. Which sucks because you just, that sucks that yeah. you have to do that. But hold on, but, but, hold, it's on, like, but
0: hold on, no. Just Here, get home. But see, here's the thing. So there are a couple of things. I think that you're right, all right? But I'm going to give it a little pushback, though. Um, what's the alternative? To? To do what you need to do, just follow directions until you come home. What would be the alternative? Don't follow directions. I guess you see what I'm saying. So it's like, what what do what you what do you and what are you teaching them? I mean, it's like that's what I meant by that hyper sense of liberty, as in like I'm going to question authority. That's what I'm saying. That's that gets heightened, and you put that in the in this, and uh, you put that in the scheme of a black boy who's being pulled over by an officer who always who already might look at black people some kind of way, mm-hmm. and then you got this black boy. You know, frowned up, adding swelling to the up
1: thought of aggression that he well, already exactly. had. Exactly,
0: adding to you giving. So it's basically like you're. It's almost like you know somebody looks at you and says, "Oh, uh, oh, you think I'm violent? Oh, come here, I'll show you I'm violent." You're yeah. proving them right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't 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 do that self fulfilling prophecy. It's like so. It's what I'm saying, the idea we don't like it and we talk about it. I don't like it and we talk about it. Like I'm gonna teach my children to please pull you over. Ten, hands at ten and two, Put your cell phone, put your driver's license, registration, put it right there on the dashboard. And we look at that, and we're like, that's a shame. We shouldn't have to do that. What, what What should
1: you be doing? I mean, it is a shame. I guess I shouldn't, but just do it.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying is, what is the alternative? It, 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 here's my point. Here's my point. I can go down the it's wrong way. It's the road. short-term
2: solution, is what we're doing right now. Exactly. Yes. I'll obviously be compliant so that you can get home safely. That's the ultimate goal—to to not have any type of, you know unprecedented death right right? Right. but at the same time should we go around you know almost you know in this timid state of fear because we have these preconceived notions of what we're supposed to respond or how we're supposed to respond exactly and that to me is also part of the problem so yes it's like a a short-term solution um
1: but it's pacifying it
2: is it's pacifying. solving a problem right so
0: But but i i guess i guess my i guess that's where that's where i jump off the train Excuse me. That's where I jump off the train. I'm drinking Starbucks. Um, that's where I jump off the train. I don't look at that as a preconceived notion of timidness. I look at that. See, and this is, and, and we're gonna transition into what what I'm teaching my boys, mm-hmm. and then you all can give me feedback. Of, okay, I think that that's a good thing, and or I would adjust this, or if you teach them this, I'm telling your wife. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the thing is, I'm not gonna teach them to be timid or scared Mm -hmm. I'm going to teach them that that's the standard okay the standard is when the police pull you over 10 and 2 driver's license registration cell phone are right there on the dashboard can you reach for this sir it's right there is that I'm going to keep my hands up can I is that okay boom that should be the standard
2: there is power and knowledge there's
0: there's standard now now here's the thing this is where and this is where we start to get into trouble all right, right, I say we, I mean, as, as, as black folks, and we're going to focus on black men, black boys, we started getting in trouble when we started looking at our European counterparts. Yeah, but they don't have to do it that way, but they don't have to. And just like I tell my son, um, am I asking you what he did to you? No. <laughs> right. I used to get in trouble for doing stuff like that
1: when I was a child. Boom.
0: Oh, yeah. You are responsible for you. I'm not worried about what your friend does. I'm not worried about what your brother did to you. Did you, did you cock back and sock him in the face? Yeah, but he irritated me. Okay, so you lost control of your body. Is that what you're saying? You, you, you became robotic. No, you still have control. You still have agency. You still have personal responsibility. So my thing is, I'm going to teach them, this is the standard. Right. The standard when dealing with this situation is X.
2: So can I push back a little bit? Because I know we're talking about black boys, black culture. So let's just take it out of the concept of you know police brutality. I mean, okay. that's a sensitive topic, right? Especially right? now. true, true. Let's look at... The standard, let's say, in a professional era or Go in ahead. a professional form, so let's say the standard is not dreadlocks you know neatly put, pulled back sure. and out of the face sure. in a in a professional environment and if you're saying if you're to, to to your point with what you were saying is if this is the standard, this is how you work, you can't worry about well John doesn't have to worry about cutting his hair, or not wearing his hair long, focus on you, how is that I mean so yes, it's still the standard, it's okay, but it's not a solution to the overall problem. Correct. I
1: literally just read an article today about a school district in Texas Mm -hmm. that basically they didn't necessarily say you can't wear locks to school, Mm -hmm. but they listed out all these parameters that basically were only for people who wore locks. Right, right, right. You get what I'm saying? Like Your hair couldn't be past your earlobe, it couldn't be past your eyebrows, it couldn't touch your collar.
2: Right.
1: Which Okay, I mean, what are you really insinuating, right? Right. Nobody has a mushroom cut. No black person has a mushroom bowl. At least (laughs) I don't know of. of. You know? Nobody does. Why you judging my bowl (laughs) cut? Why you judging my bowl cut? So it's like, I literally just was talking about that. And to me, that is just not right. I mean, and then like you said, it's a short-term solution just to be like, well, just cut your hair or just pin your hair up. But is that really addressing the true problem
2: here? Is right. So I, I one hundred and ten percent agree with what you were saying with the, the ten of the two and you know yeah um, same problem cause, like know your rights like literally know your rights yeah like, study the law not okay don't become a scholar but you know know what's acceptable at yeah. the, pro- the proper time yeah. but should we all have to walk around with our heads down and not give any pushback for fear of retaliation right on either from right. either direction either sure. side
0: okay so um, what you say, well I think I think your pushback was. Laid out in an, in an excellent way. That's why she's an attorney. Five all points. right, so <laughs> uh, Five <points>. don't don't be <laughs> checkmate. Check okay, I'm in i check, but I still got some room. Okay, I can still move my like I can, move my, show, my, show. Saying, I can <laughs> move my king. I can move my king. I got a bishop out there. All right, so um, I think that context matters. Okay. All right, yeah. so when we're talking about a, a, a remember we're we're talking about a position. Where uh, or a situation, whether where you have forget the life or death, which is obvious, but let's let's just put that to the side. We're talking about a situation where an authority figure is saying, "This is what I want you to do, and you have to follow orders." Right. You're you're shifting it to what about? Would you apply that? Is as I think it would is your question. Would you apply that in a professional environment where you say the standard is this European look? Just follow the standard, and I would say no. Um, I would say, no, that's not the standard. I would say that that is a place where you can break the standard. But the thing about it is think of the attitude that it takes to break the standard. I can go into I can go into a corporate office with my locks out and going in all different kinds of directions. Right. And um, not looking very cared for. Or I can go into this corporate office with my locks cleaned with my like I say cleaned. My hair clean, yeah, uh, like, locks shiny. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't have to have free Exactly. My <laughs> yeah. locks my locks are beaming. I look I look like I look like a model on Essence magazine. You see what I'm saying? Right. So you can break the mold and you can challenge the standard in different ways. And what I'm saying is you can do that same thing, um, that that's how I would apply that in that context. I think that I'm not saying that in all walks of life you simply go with the standard. Um um, however, I do believe that there are times when you push back on the standard, and then there are ways to push back on the standard. Right. So you time plays forms. There's so a yeah, to Yeah. Place, yeah. yeah eleven so, o'clock at
2: night is not the time you'd be pushing back. Correct, and yeah. back. It's, it's, exactly. it's eleven. <laughs> it's
0: eleven thirty-four at yeah. night. I'm the only car on the road. <laughs> right. Let me question the standard for this officer. Right. Um, Boy, you better bring your behind home. <laughs> right. That's Lies. what you bet to okay. do. Right. So I think that there, are, there are, and there are ways to, there are ways to change that, mm-hmm. to change that standard. And I think one thing, and again, this goes, this goes back to what you mentioned before. What is the, what is, what has been the effect of the American culture on black boys? I think one of our problems, and this is, and I want to transition into the lessons um, for for my boys, and this is, this would be the segue if y'all don't mind, is. We want ours right now i want mine right now Mm -hmm. that's not how this works you might get into that corporate office and you had to cut your locks but you were there you worked your way up on the ladder and by the time you were an executive you had a little bit of a you had a little bit of a baby fro now because they've seen you in that corporate office with that little baby fro now, you now HR does not is not as sensitive about hiring somebody who has a more ethnic. I don't even like that word. No, nope, scratch that. Who has a hairstyle that is reflective of the African diaspora? Does that make sense? Exactly. Yeah, or you might be so, the
2: person who can now do the hiring. You know, right? Exactly. Right, right, exactly. Right, right. So
0: you you might not you might not listen. You take the MLK stance. I might not get. I'm not going to get to the mountaintop with you. I'm not going to I might not get there with you, Mm -hmm. but I look forward to the day I have a dream. And that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's um, the lesson to my boys is you might not have it right here. Right now, you might be laying the groundwork for your children to walk across Mm -hmm. your back to get to a further place, because that's definitely what what I'm doing. I'm laying the groundwork so that my children can walk across my back and get to a better place. All right, And then they're going to do the same And we continue, that's, that's what progress is Progress is not, I, I don't think That progress is defined as I made it to the top And that's where that, that American individualism comes into play I think heavy. that's
1: also the difference between African American culture And our European counterparts at times I feel like uh, Sometimes black people It's like, oh I had to struggle so you need to struggle So you know what to get and I, I agree and I think that's wrong like our European counterparts don't put their kids out when they turn 18 they don't make them chipping on bills they don't make them do these things they set them up to get Succeed. to the top of the yeah. mountain yeah. whereas I feel like sometimes in the African American culture it's like well I had to show I had to work two jobs yeah. I had to have my yeah. own apartment when I was 16 I had to work and it's like why would I make my kids do that I'm trying to put them further ahead yeah. than what I was I don't want them to show yeah. or
2: piggybacking off of that Making it and then not turning around and helping that person. I mean, same, yeah. 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 And, same I, I, yeah. and I think yeah. we lack yeah. in that people. department. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's also a generational separation mm-hmm. of us. Because if each generation has to start over, yep. we are never going to become anywhere. If we all have to keep starting over and start from the bottom... Whereas our counterparts are at 50% mark, and then when, when they have their kids, they put them to the 100%, and then they just keep going up. Boom. We keep making, we have to keep starting over, and it's like we'll never ever reach a fourth of where they have become yeah. because we keep forcing our children to start all over again. And it's like, it's like this theory of you must struggle. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that's embedded in us culturally. Yeah. Like, you must struggle, yep. and I don't know why.
0: Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree. I think I think that's an abs- That's that is a fact. I mean, you know, that's not even like, oh, well, it's my it's my honest opinion. No, yeah. no, no, no. You speak in facts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would agree with that. And that's why you know, again, just kind of transitioning to to the lessons portion of it is like, I think that we need to teach. i what I'm teaching my boys and what I think is a good, uh, what are good lessons to teach, uh, young boys today is, um, are that, a you can push back against the standard but there are ways to push back against that standard mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and um pushing back against that standard does not mean you are going to be at the top mm-hmm. it might mean that you got over the over the moat okay it's a moat right around a castle yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, yeah you got over the moat <laughs> all right but <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you got over the moat, but your your sons behind you they're now storming the gate right and their sons behind them have made it into the courtyard Mm -hmm. and their sons behind them are now going up to the top of the castle Mm -hmm. so it's like you know but we got as you said we have to set our children or those that come behind us we got to set them up for success Mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to reach out as you were saying don't be afraid to reach out to the person that is behind you like hey I made it here. Let me help pull you up as well. Right. And so we, we, I, that's a cultural issue. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, again, going back to lessons, things that, that young black boys need to be taught is that it's okay to push back against standards, but there's a way in which you want to do that. Um, we need to make sure that we are, uh, recognizing that, I may not make it there, but I'm going to I'm going to work mm-hmm. hard to put my put myself and those behind me in a better position so that they don't have to struggle the way that I struggle. Right. Right. Um, and then and that speaks to culture that speaks to that speaks to politics as well, I believe. Um, and I want to close on on the education aspect of things. Um, we homeschool our boys mm-hmm. and. I Have absolutely, y'all always
1: hundred percent homeschooled No,
0: so okay. that's a whole nother podcast. Right, <laughs> but um, no, we 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 decided to we were put in a position where homeschooling was best for us mm-hmm. because our son has sickle sickle cell disease. Right, so him being in a public school, being in a, in an environment mm-hmm. where kid, you know, germs, everything.
1: my goodness, all of so stuff, crazy.
0: all of the things. So it was more conducive for us as far as his health to be at home. All right.
1: So, did your oldest son go to school traditionally? He went to school.
0: He went to school for his first for kindergarten. Um, we were at a private school in Maryland. Shout out to Montrose uh, Christian School. We were uh, we were there part of Montrose Baptist Church, and he, uh, you know, so private Christian school. Loved the school. Did well there, and then we moved down here to mm-hmm. North Carolina, and we were like, look. Titus has sickle cell disease. Putting him in childcare is not is not a, it's not a situation right. we can do. So
1: and then sending his older brother out to school to bring the germs home. I'm exactly. Like the same thing. Exactly.
0: Right. And and then the other thing about that is the other thing about that is this. Um, uh, the, you know, you go to the Instagram page
2: and the Facebook page and the YouTube channel. Shameless. Plug. <laughs>
0: Shameless. <laughs> um, Ty, uh, Tyann is wicked smart, academic. Mm-hmm um wicked smart um not so much in other areas wicked smart in the books um and it was like he needs to be homeschooled mm-hmm. he needs to be homeschooled um because it, with homeschooling we're allowed to go at a pace that's good for him right um right. he's he has uh, uh we get him tested every year you know you're supposed to but we we actually do it <laughs> get him tested every year i think he has tested at least three grades ahead wow. every mm-hmm. year wow. i think his last test he was four grades ahead Wow! Mm-hmm. so um and so it was better just because of like hey he can actually you know he actually would be slowed down mm-hmm. if you were in even, even in a traditional side even in a private school you know you could it could be difficult mm-hmm. unless you roll it with monet's mm-hmm. all right and you go to the principal like Here's a donation. Put my child where he needs to be. Right. Unless you're in that situation, they might even give you some pushback. Of like, mm-hmm. look, I know your child is smart, but we can't. We don't have the resources to push him two months right. ahead. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and whatnot. So uh, it was better for him as far as an environment. But health wise, health wise, like just we were put in that situation. Right. So I, so we homeschool. But even if you're not homeschooling, at the end of the day, it was just as you said, Ashley. It starts at home. You can get flashcards. You can get flashcards from the dollar store. Okay, you can get crafts and things from online. So easy. You can if you are waiting. Listen, if you are waiting for school to begin, nourishing your child. You are not setting them up for
2: success.
1: Same. I get so angry over this. Obviously, because I'm an educator, it really makes me so angry when I see Facebook posts about, like, oh, school needs to teach financial literacy, needs to teach how to balance checkbooks, how to do all these things. And I'm like, so should your parents like not teach about you, you anything? Right. How about you do that? Like my daddy taught me how to balance the checkbook. He taught me about credit cards. He taught me about credit Like, what yeah. exactly Should your mama do anything? Yeah. My God! Like yeah, is this I the that. only yes. place you See, you see can the viral
0: video about money. with a black dude and his daughter, and he's yes. like, "What's what's a financial asset? Oh yeah. Right. What's investment? Like, so come it's like, on. Like, yeah. Is like, school the boom.
1: only place where your kid can learn? Let me tell something. When I used to come home from school, I feel like I was back in school again. The way Boy. I was at the dinner table crying over. Apples
2: and oranges, count in. I did book reports over
1: the
0: summer. Like, we
2: had to... Uh, okay, I don't uh, know how
1: to write in person.
0: All right, so, need, all right, so I'm going to edit that part out because Sean on top of some book reports. So, uh, so Flores Tejo just did a writing clinic with the boys. I'm like, That's writing clinic? It's summer. <laughs> if you don't sit down somewhere.
1: Right, it's supposed to be but, cool day. hey, but listen,
0: you know what? It kept the house quiet, so I was like, "You know what, baby? You go ahead and you do but that." But
1: that's what I'm saying. I just feel like school should not be the end all, be all. Unless it should not
0: be unless you believe in that meme that when a little something like it's summer is almost over, these teachers need to get their kids boom
1: and I think that is a big reason why everybody's so pressed about the kids going back to school because it's like they need
0: to take these kids though. they're like
1: oh girl what these ain't my kids no more can you <laughs> get your own kids like can you come get them please because what's going on And it's just so frustrating because it's like education cannot stop at the end of my classroom door. Mm -hmm. Because if it does, I I can't do but so much. And granted, yeah, your teachers spend more time with the kids alone. It's kind of like potty training. Like if they're not how they potty train during the week, but you quit on the weekend, they're Mm -hmm. never going to pick up the habit. And it's like I can do what I can do up until 2 p.m. Your kid only spends 60 to 75 minutes with me anyway throughout the day. I cannot teach them how to read in seventy-five minutes, five days a week. If mm-hmm. they're not reading on the weekends, there's nothing I can do about it. If yeah. they're not going over ABCs at home, I cannot do it all by myself. Yeah. So, and I just hate that.
0: So, it just so, doesn't continue. So, on that note, I'll I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give some pushback and then I'm gonna respond to it. All right. Mm-hmm. So, it's yeah, but what about the two-parent household? But both parents are working so hard. Agreed. But about the single-parent household, where it's like I don't have, I don't have that time. Fair. But again, that's that's the pushback. <laughs> <a> that's <laughs> the pushback. But, but
1: you cannot afford a tutor. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you can't so afford. So I have a tutor. answers all of those. Though. So, but here's the thing, though. I think that's why you set the standard mm-hmm. early. Big Boom. Up. That's what you do. So never- hey, um, your child is two. What does he do for fun? He reads. <laughs> he watches <laughs> ABC Mouse. So He's on ABCMouse.com. Yeah. Literally, what he does.
1: the other day, the school district that I work for, they put up a post about how school is going to be 100 virtual. Parents are going ridiculous under it. Like, um, I don't understand. Um, teachers Come are not doing. Somebody <laughs> said teachers are not doing the. They are scared to do the one job that they signed up to do. Mm. Like, I don't. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Wow. yep People are like teachers put their own needs before the students. All this stuff. One parent They're goes.
2: <laughs> one parent says,
1: So are they going to provide us with Wi-Fi? Because I can't. Like, what are we doing? Like, what about Wi-Fi now? In my mind, I'm like, you have time to be on Facebook, but you worried about Wi-Fi for your kids to be online. <laughs> It don't make sense. You can't afford Wi-Fi, but you're on Facebook. So how does that work? Or the tablet for
2: the kid who's watching. No, I'm no, 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 Your baby is no, on the internet, on, internet on, all on, day on, long on, playing d- WorldWalks.
0: Hold on, hold on. Devils in the details on that one because if my Wi-Fi, if my Wi-Fi is at, you know, I think like 56 megabytes a second right? Fair. And I can do Facebook but I can't
1: do virtual classes. Right. I Fair. can't do
0: all of it because we got one computer Right. so I need it for work because I'm at home. Fair. How are they going to do it? So a The local district of
1: is providing all of those things. Everybody's getting Wi-Fi routers. Every child. I tried. In the I tried. I really families.
0: tried. I tried to help like
1: every, Boom. They're providing Wi-Fi for families who want free and reduced lunch or if you request it, they're still providing breakfast and lunch for students who are on free and reduced lunch. They're providing every child in the district no matter what the socioeconomic status is a computer their parents still complained.
2: I mean, so again, back to what we started with at the very beginning, the issue still kind of boils down to family. So if you yes. have all of these you resources and you have a tablet and the Wi Fi, but yes. you don't have time or you yes. don't care to reiterate what your ABCs are, then how are we setting up these kids how, to succeed? And
1: that's my thing you drop your kid off at our door for school, they you. know all the song lyrics to Cardi B's most latest album, and they the know TikToks. how to name names and name talks. Right, do the TikTok TikTok. dances and all of that, but you
0: kids with your ticker and (laughs) talkers.
1: But you are struggling to help them write their name in cursive. Like it's Mm -hmm. just things like, okay, come on now. At what point? Because it's not fair. Again, our European counterparts—they are putting their kids in um, ABC, one, two, three. They're doing teaching Spanish at two. They are learning French. They are, you know, they're doing all these things. Like, have you took the time to look into? You know the YMCA has things for people who don't have um, yeah. the resources to do education over the summertime to do all, but it's kind of like okay, here's this tablet. Go ahead on YouTube and watch some kid unboxing some videos, and um, I'll talk to you later. Like, I, if, if I literally you, yeah, you have to put forth the effort at home first, <clears throat> and it starts so early yep. that will develop your child into the adult that they need to be. Yep. It just takes too. a little bit extra effort. Yeah. Just a little bit.
2: Everything yeah. you're saying too, we're connecting the dots because we talked about you know family life and like mm-hmm. what, uh, I guess what do you call it, things that you believe, your morals and things but, that you yeah. know, values that you place on children, and then going yeah. back to you know focusing on the future of this child mm-hmm. and, and instead of like the today or the, the yep. instant gratification yes. of today, like making sure that you're reaching back and creating a space for them to succeed because some things genuinely
1: like, are oh, free. Yeah, I can yeah. write my ABCs out on a piece of paper. That is free. I don't need anybody to do wow. that. Yeah. It takes. Minimum effort and minimum time. The amount of time that it takes a parent to scroll Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they could have done something in towards the
0: advancement of their child. Like and,
1: you just have and the thing, to.
0: And the thing about it is, it's just like what Shauna was saying. You're right, and it's just like what Shauna was saying. That parent is thinking, yeah, but I need me time. Figure. I need my time. But not, I feel no, like no, no, can't no, no. no, no. no, no. give that up. What I'm saying, no, no, I'm agreeing with you. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that is a that's a common mentality, and it's wrong. Yeah. You are you are so being that is detrimental to your child because mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's not about you. Have, hey, look, I'll put it to sucks. you like this: you have to I'm, give it up. Look, that's you got to give is. it up, or look. you get your bedtime at three a.m. when they sleep.
1: It sucks. Boom.
0: So no, they honestly, this sucks. is this. So this is my thing. All right, this is my thing, and this is what I, I've I've told Florsale: we are investing in these boys, yep. right? For I'm 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 giving I'm giving them a guarantee. This is a guarantee IRA. All right, mm-hmm. for twenty two years. Mm-hmm. All right. Um cuz I t- uh, I told I what I said was this. Um up to college, up to college, I got you. When it comes to undergraduate, don't ask me for Nathan. Okay? Oh. <laughs> Nathan n a thin Don't ask me for Nathan uh, between being a minority, between being a a, a second generation minority, right? Mm-hmm. Um I'm sorry, second generation immigrant from a, from a, a mother who's an Im- first generation immigrant. You smart um, there are too many scholarships, too many things out there. I should not pay for anything in undergraduate. Now, mm-hmm. when it comes to graduate, I got you. Mm-hmm. So my thing is this. You get 18. For the next four years, you should have scholarships that take. I'll give you gas money. I might, <laughs> I might <need laughs> money to help you buy I'm want
2: star? I make
0: you won't star, <laughs> But when it comes to those books, yeah. costing $200 a pop, Listen. brother. Yeah.
2: Yes, um, I mean, so I'm saying, when I'm,
0: when I'm saying goes. it, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going all along. But here here's the thing. Here's the bottom line is this. It's like, look. I'm, we're, we, you invest in your children right and then when i get that get to that age or rather if they get there before i get to that age where they making monies, guess where i'm living at their house? house guess where i'm living i'm gonna need i'm gonna need that half of the house so.
1: literally i'm Boom. looking we're looking to buy a new house and my dad is like so um is there an in law suite for me and Boom. i'm like "Sir, yes
0: no. yes <laughs> Go i buy. mean but honestly that's what it yeah. is it's like you need to have a mentality as a parent like look I'm investing in you. (laughs) I'm about to sacrifice for the next 20, 22, 23 years. But it's almost like a second retirement plan. I'm going to retire from my job. And I'm going to come live at your house. And I'm retiring from life. Give me some grandkids and leave me alone. But parents in turn do invest in their
1: children. They invest and put a ball in their hands. They invest thinking, I'd rather you spend time doing this than reading. And with the hopes that you go to school for free, because With you that, know how to play ball. Back to yeah. that
2: culture that we talked
1: about before. A, the yeah. It all comes back. <laughs> it all comes back to culture. Because that's like, oh, I'm going to put that in you. I'll let you go play football for 10 hours a week or 12 hours a week or more time than you spend reading and doing anything else. Mm-hmm. I had a kid last year, last semester.
0: Shout out to AAU.
1: <laughs> and he actually played for the public school system. Boom. And he would leave my fourth period biology class early, about 45 minutes Every day in mm. a eighty-five minute class period, no seventy-five minute class period. He would leave my class early every day during this particular season, and it was like okay with everybody because mm. he was going to travel and play basketball because mm. he was the star of their team. Mm. And I'm like, but he's leaving my class every day, and you want me to give him the proper accommodations? Like, give him the work that he's going to miss. Yeah. Let him take his test later. That's let true. him. That's unfair that's, to me. Yeah, and you
0: know? it's I shouldn't
1: have to go back and regrade and do
0: all these. You're things. right, but you know what. I, Forgive me, I'm just gonna be a little crude here. It's okay. Um, forget you. How is that fair to that boy? It's all not. It's, all it takes is one hit. It's not. And then that, fo- that football is done. It's irrelevant. That football is done and you're not used to staying in class. You're not you don't you don't you're
1: what not do you right. So the when fire. then you get a letter or you get like a notification, hey, this kid is below such and such grade, what are y'all doing to help him? And I'm like, This is the same kid I've been emailing y'all about saying that he leaves mm. school early every week. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So it's like there it's That is also embedded in them. Like as long as I'm doing well in athletically, I don't need to be doing well academically, Mm. or that focus is strictly on that. I have a friend whose kid plays a sport, and all summer long has done nothing towards the advancement. Even once school shut down, everything nothing towards the advancement. But he's been in this said sport camp like every week.
2: Hmm.
1: Hmm. I mean out of state and everything.
2: Wow.
1: Wow. And he's like in middle school. And it's embedded. Can't read. (laughs) But he's a (laughs) grandma. And I'm like, how is that?
0: Shout out to Miami.
1: (laughs) But do you get what I'm saying? It's like we're just embedding the wrong things in our children so early that it's like it literally is a generational. I don't even want to call it a curse, but it's just a habitual cycle. So that we're embedding our children just wrong so early. And to me, it doesn't really happen to black girls. We expect no, them to guessing. be smart. We want them to go to school. They read. Yeah. They write in well, They do all these things.
2: Not even expecting to be smart, but so um, what I do hear from my my colleagues, my friends who are still single, you know, mm-hmm. in their thirties, whatever, you know, whatever, yep. whatever age, we were taught, you know, never have to rely on any man for anything. So Fair. it's kind of like we don't want you to have to depend on anyone. So we have these, you know aggressive assertive whatever you want to call us or whatever you want about, right. however you want to buy us right. in um but that was the mindset like yeah. you want to be able to take care of what you have to do and mm-hmm. like figure out how to do it without mm-hmm. having to like. I'm in.
0: single ex so, I'm so. a single hey, but that's I'm what I'm saying,
2: saying it's just like, culture.
1: It again it's embedded is in you early on in life or even like how you were saying about authority like your kids yeah. like pushing back It's like when you're a child, your mom says, do what I say, and you can't ask why. Like, you're not even allowed to ask, well, why are we doing this? Because that seemed disrespectful. Right. Or just do what I say because I said it. Exactly. It has no explanation. And I agree. Some things you don't really need to explain as a parent. But my dad took the time to explain a lot of things to me like, Hey, I'm telling you not to do this because I've set you up to do this instead. Well, like, see that, but see, you know what I'm saying? After I did what they told me to do. I mean,
0: fair, fair. No, no, but see, no, you're right. But blah. I have to respect
1: my father to do it off hold the. Hold on, anyway. hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. It goes that goes back to what you said um, uh, a minute ago. In as far as we, as a people, generally speaking, have this idea that you need to struggle the way I struggle. Yes. So instead of me explaining to you. Don't do this mm-hmm. because it can cause this. It's like, don't do it. And then when you do it, see, I told you that was going to happen. It's right. like, right. Why? no, 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 no. Right. Why don't you just stop them so that they don't put their hand inside of that jar and get it stuck?
1: Now, granted, the first time I'll tell you, don't do it, let me tell you why. After the second or third time, then that's when we can do some
0: well, that's positive what, reinforcement. That's where, that's but, where vaccines vaccines come into place at that point. You know? Right. Go, so, go in my drawer, get the vaccine. Yeah, you know? the
1: positive reinforcement at <laughs> that point. But off the break, I do feel like there's a lesson in everything that we teach our children. And yeah. I don't think oftentimes in our community, we take the time to teach our children those lessons. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, just do it as I said though. So. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it's like, well, I'm trying to instill these values. I want to teach you how to do this. I'm telling you to do this because of this. Like you, and then when a kid has the ability to ask why, it's such an aggression pushback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if they've been trained at, over time, and I know "trained" is such a harsh word, but I really do feel like and you train children. You do. Yeah. Yeah. You have to condition them into into, into how maturity. You like, yeah, you
0: into, do. In, into, I think I think there's a I think you know training conditioning. Um, I, I would exchange those for empowering. Yes. Because that sounds more positive. And, yes. it, and the reality is, all of those things are true. Um, but the reason why I would focus on empowering is because you are, you are training them. Mm-hmm. You are conditioning them. But you also are empowering them. Because yeah. like, I'm giving you knowledge. Yes. I'm dropping knowledge on you right now. Okay, Because if you reach your hand in that drawer that you cannot see, there are sharp items in there mm-hmm. that will stab you. OK, and then you're going to be coming crying to me. So don't do that because you can get hurt. Mm-hmm. Then they go try to get don't do that because you're going to get hurt. When they, And then if it does happen, I'm not looking at them mad. You know what I mean? Like you running around bleeding on my carpet. I told you not. to. Say, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like right. You, you, you've got to continue to empower them. And then when they make that mistake, you give a gentle rebuke
1: thin line between explaining and parenting and it, it's all very yeah, yeah 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 it's, but it's even great still, it's i great. knew
0: it's some great i knew
1: the times my dad was like being very serious yeah and like do this because i said so yeah and other times when he was more gentle like let me show you the way and why i right, said do right, this. Right. So it is a thin line, but I feel like if you lay those ground rules
0: early. It starts early. You never it have start. to worry about it, it later starts. in
2: life. I did have a question for you, TR. You mentioned that your sons are homeschooled. Would you say that there's anything different about the curriculum that they're receiving at home? Or anything that's added to um, in this whole you know, theme right. of raising black boys? Or what are you doing differently? Or, or in addition to, um, to prepare them for like the real
0: world. So um, our curriculum is probably... Um, we're gonna save that for another week how about that Um uh, homeschooling curriculum regulations registration and things uh we're gonna be doing an a podcast on that in the upcoming weeks so we're gonna delay those answers and some of that discussion um, but i do thank you for tuning in to this podcast uh, i want to give a very special shout out to ashley and shauna for being such valuable contributors to this conversation Um, Looking forward to more productive discussions and uh, tune in every week as we tackle difficult topics, go over nuance and also provide lessons that can be passed on and wisdom uh, that can be passed on to young black boys and to children as they excel, progress and make their mark in the world.